Alrighty, welcome to Tuesday, May 19th, 2020, folks. I hope you had a great long weekend and that you're ready for the short week ahead. Sometimes these can, these can feel a little bit longer than a regular week, but you know what? It is it is shorter, so just remember that as you're going through it. Um, Yeah, I dropped a lot on my students today. Uh, it was enough for them to comment on it, so, so they obviously took notice. Uh, hopefully that works out and our Google Classroom isn't too muddy and they can find their way through. And then over the weekend, I planted some herbs because uh, I needed something else to take care of, I guess. Right on. Today, we have a special contributors podcast from Melanie Madre, who teaches in Scarborough and is who is a grade three teacher in Scarborough. In her podcast, she talks about equity. So she's looking at how to create engaging material and how to communicate effectively with parents and students. I won't say any more about that. And here's Melanie. Hey, what's good listeners? My name is Melanie Madre, and I'm an elementary teacher with the TDSB. I am currently the lead learner for a wonderful group of grade threes in Scarborough. This is my second year of teaching, though I'm finding in these unprecedented times, the length of teaching experience doesn't really matter as we're all learning how to navigate this uncharted territory. A huge shout out to all of my colleagues and friends for offering up their thoughts, uh, their suggestions, their materials, their resources, and just their overall wisdom during this time. As challenging as this has all been, I do feel very supported, and I'm incredibly grateful for that. Some aspects of remote learning that have popped up and got me thinking was how to create engaging material for all of my students, and also how to best communicate with all of my students. When we first learned that we would be teaching from home, I, like many others, felt overwhelmed. And I thought, well, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, how are my kids feeling? In the process of waiting to get all of their phone numbers to call them and check in, I decided to keep online learning simple and stuck with our old routine as much as possible. I set up a Google Classroom as our primary learning platform because we had worked with Google extensions in class, so I knew that they would be somewhat familiar with it. And in the first two weeks, I continued doing uh, read-alouds, which is something we had done in class, uh, accompanied with comprehension questions. Um, I also posted some math activities from various sources. And I found that about half my class was online. I've got a group of 20, so about 10 of them were online on a regular basis twice uh, or three times a week. Um, but, you know, the other half wasn't, wasn't present. Um, and I decided that the best way to communicate with everybody and make it make it as equitable as as possible would be just to to call home to call each and every one of them which is what i ended up doing um so i called home uh checked on them um and truly really just asked them how they were doing talked to the parents see if there was anything i could i could do to help them out um even if they just needed to to get a rant out um and, uh, you know, I learned that uh, some of my kids were still waiting for, for tech. Some of them were sharing their tech with other siblings. Some of them couldn't stand sitting sitting down and staring at the screen for an hour at a time. Some of them were still, you know, they're still learning how to type. They're not proficient yet, so they're struggling typing their assignments. So that um, that honestly put me in check and made me made me realize, you know, I can't just have Google Classroom as my my only platform of, of learning. So what I've done in the last couple of weeks is, um, you know, keeping 
keeping my equity lens on, I guess, is figure out what other platforms I could use to engage students in learning and allowing multiple platforms to to uh, engage in that learning. So um, in the last couple of weeks, I've tried flip, using Flipgrid. I've used Flipgrid to explain lessons to students, to have students submit questions to me through video or audio. Um, I've even given examples. I've allowed for Rick Mercer-like rants for my kids that, you know, just need to get some things out of their system. Um, and I found Flipgrid to be an effective tool in my classroom. Um, I'm also working on uh, figuring out how to run a Kahoot game show. I've used Knowledge Hook for my math activities, so maybe running a live game show if I could get everyone on at once. Um, and if not, you know, figuring out another way to have a type of game show where students can engage in, in asynchronous learning. It's important that we, we take a look at that. I've got a lot of kids... Um, who are acknowledging Ramadan right now and are fasting. So they're, they're not online when I'm online and, and that's totally cool, but that's something that I need to take into consideration when I'm planning all of this. Um, I've also noticed that in terms of the platforms I am using, a lot of it's high tech and I really want to do a better job at engaging students with, with low tech activities or using found materials from home to to learn whatever we're doing. So um, one of the things I'm going to roll out this week is I'm going to ask students to uh, call up the Toronto Public Library's Dial a Story line and read a story at some point that I've also read. Uh, call them up on the phone later on this week and, and just ask them some questions about the story. Um, I know that's still technically using technology, but um, I still want to be able to communicate with my students. I know that that is something that they enjoy doing. Uh, it's something that I, I enjoy. So um, that's on my to-do list for this week. Um, even in calling my my kids um, and having just regular conversations, uh, one of the things we, we, we've talked about over the phone is... I'm a huge foodie. They know that um, is is what we're having for dinner or what they're breaking fast with. And that actually ended up sparking a co-created learning activity. Um, we ended up doing a class cookbook where they submitted recipes. I submitted a recipe. Um, it had us all, you know, chefing it up in the kitchen with our families, measuring, working on our procedural writing, or um, even if they submitted it orally, um, explaining instructions step by step. Um, and it was a really rich activity that almost all of my students have, have contributed to. Um, and that's something else that I'm even trying to uh, get better with. There was a question posted in the quarantine ed Zoom meeting um, asking, what is meaningful work? And I decided to ask my students, you know, what is meaningful work to you? What what do you like to see? What what can we get more of? You know, just share your thoughts with me. And um, I even posed that question to the parents and the res responses I got were very helpful. They've helped me to inform my, my practices in the last couple of weeks and even going forward, um, you know, posting more art activities, posting more activities that they can do at home without the tech. Um, and I encourage everyone to ask their students and their parents and their families uh, what is meaningful work to them and what, what do they want to see um, out of out of their online learning at this time. Um, a question I have for all of the listeners out there, especially my, my primary teachers, is how have you been able to create 
um, especially co-create learning opportunities for your kids that are equitable in nature, um, where you know that they can all do it, they're all able to access the material, um, they're all able to submit it in some way, whether it be through your classroom, over the phone, through flip, or whatever it is, whatever you're doing. Um, if you have any suggestions um, or you have any tips or you notice something that that is working and you're and you're really loving it, um, please let me know. You can hit me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is call me Miss Madre. And um, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing what other people are doing, especially in the primary divisions, to, to really engage their, their kids uh, and be able to create um, learning opportunities with them um, as well as communicating with them. Uh, that's all I've got. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to hearing from some of you in the future. Wow. She, uh, she definitely shared a lot of ideas with us. Um, you know, <laughs> the access to tech thing was definitely hit, hit home with me because I know all of my students already have access to tech. So that's not something I've thought about. And, you know, just the approach that she's taking to asynchronous learning and how to take things offline, which I think was fantastic. She left us with a question. Uh, how have you been able to co-create learning opportunities for your kids that are equitable in nature? So we'll leave it there. Right on. As always, if you'd like to, contrib to contribute to this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with me. There are links in the description. If you have any feedback, please use those same links. And yeah, uh, thanks very much for listening, folks. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.